second half of Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Coming up, we talk with Michelle Vopel, NCAA Women's Hoops. She covers it all for ESPN.com. Plenty of stuff to get into, a grab bag in our final segment, uh, and some NCAA hoops uh, as well. All that coming up in the second half. And for Chris today, I'm J.P. Plant alongside the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton. We welcome you in to Main Street Sports today, Thursday edition. Um, on the uh, the back side of that big old hump. There we <laughs> the big, go. The big old hump. We're uh, getting close to uh, to the end of the work week. So, excited about it. Uh, back in the studio, you and I are. Um, I was at home for two weeks. I was thinking on my drive up today, Mo, it's been two weeks since I've been in the studio. Welcome back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I've... I've Got a little cabin fever, so I'm glad to have, to have gotten out today. Well, and I think it's been about the same amount of time for me. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, we've all been that way. Yeah, Chris I mean, has been Chris in. Has, Chris has been in because he couldn't stay home. Yeah. <laughs> a, little, a little aroma. Yeah, I wonder how I wonder how the skunk the skunk situation I, is going. I've not gotten an update on. I that. dropped off his computer this afternoon, uh, and I did not notice. So I guess it's it's better. It must be better because I didn't notice it. <laughs> he would probably be immune to it, so he may not even smell. But I, I did not notice it, so uh, so that was thing. that was good. That's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, if you can go to his house and not go, oh, exactly. My God. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's good. Um, little SEC basketball took place last night, as we mentioned in the rundown. UT with a seventy-eight seventy-one win over visiting Florida at the Tommy Bowl. Improving to fourteen and five with that win, were the eighteenth ranked Volunteers. Um, despite <laughs> looking at CBSSports.com here, because I didn't get to see the game, because as we've already mentioned in the show, I was a little busy. But um, UT went five minutes in the first half last night. Did not get off a shot. Turned it over seven times. Hard to do. That's, said Rick Barnes. That's not the first time they've had a slow start. Was it the Ole Miss game? Mm. You you sent a text one night, and you're like, we're into the first timeout, and Tennessee hadn't scored. Nobody had scored. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they – I don't know if they're limited offensively or what exactly it is, but they, they struggle. Now, now, once they started scoring, apparently they couldn't stop <laughs> Again, they finished with 78 last night. Um, Santiago Vescovi, excuse me. Vescovi? Okay, Bescovi. I like that. Yeah, well, I thought it – for three years it's been Vescovi. I don't know what changed, but, but that's, yeah. That's right. They have changed how they call them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 23 points, 5 of 8 from behind the three-point arc uh, as UT overcame a 13-point deficit in the first half for that win. Um, went from 12 turnovers in the first half to four in the second half, so – uh, I'm sure that 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 the turnover situation was addressed at <laughs> halftime. You think that was on the white the the dry erase board? Uh, you think Ray Barnes was maybe big circles? It, it, it was it was on what's left of the dry yeah. erase board, probably. <laughs> what wasn't broken? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, big win for UT there. Uh, Kennedy Chandler added 17, the freshman point guard, um, continuing to play well, and Zakai Ziegler. With 11 points, six boards in 26 minutes, that kid's been a find for for the coaching staff up there. So, big win for UT. Florida falls to 12 and eight with the loss. Meanwhile, 
your Commodores. I had this game on last night um, on, on my second TV. Your second? What was on your first TV? First TV. Uh, Jody and I are into a show. Uh, so we put that, – that's kind of the compromise I have with television with, with my lovely wife is mm-hmm. we'll put the show that she wants to watch or that we want to watch on the big TV, and I can have my – she lets me keep that TV out. So I just put it on a game, and, and I can keep an eye on it. So it's it's worked out well. That's cool. It's worked out well. So I had that on my the smaller TV. Is there a reason you did not mention the show by name? Was it- no, it was Outlander. Oh, okay. Outlander. <laughs> yeah, getting back into Outlander. There's a new season coming out, I think, in March, but uh, we're getting back into Outlander. Um, but, uh, but yeah, watching this early in the second half, Vanny got to a, a like a, a nine, 10 point lead and looked like they were going to just slowly kind of, uh, take over this game. And then all of a sudden South Carolina goes on a 51 run and they've got the lead and then they just take a huge lead and, and, and dominate the rest of the way. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, um, I'm starting to wane a bit on Stackhouse on whether or not they're because they're so close Mo and you see glimpses of a really solid basketball team now they've still got some injuries everybody does but they've got some guys that aren't that would be contributing that are not contributing so they're not working with a full deck if you if you will so I don't know how to how to do that but you know the win at Arkansas early in the year and the you win know, at Georgia. The win at Georgia. Georgia's not great, but they've beaten some uh-huh. good people, and they just beat Alabama over the weekend, exactly. right? Yeah, so, they're uh, no slouch. Yeah. Nobody's a slouch in this conference right now. Right. Um, it's, it's a very – and that's why I'm not too concerned because it is so competitive right now. Um, and so I, I just – I don't know what to make of Vanderbilt right now. I, I don't think you're the only one yeah. facing that dilemma. And the, the um, stretch that you were talking about, with eleven twenty two remaining, Vanderbilt led 47-39. Yeah. Um, South Carolina answered with an 11-0 run. Mm-hmm. And pretty much, like you said, took control of the contest from there on. So yep. despite 24 points out of Scottie Pippen Jr., 10 more from Jordan Wright, um, Vanderbilt gets swept for the season by the um, the Gamecocks of South Carolina. I don't know what it is about that team. Vandy seems to not match up well against South Carolina. Lost by two at Memorial earlier mm-hmm. in the year in a game. Again, they had a lead, I think, late in the game. Um, they just um, – Frank Martin knows how to how to coach his team against Vandy for some reason. He, he does a good job. Yes, he does. Um, Vanderbilt hosts – that Georgia team that we were referring to just a second ago on Saturday. And that should be an interesting as Tom Crean mm-hmm. brings his bunch in here and tries to, to hang on to his job. Because I was going to say, are you surprised he's still there? I'm not surprised he's still there right now. Cause, cause I may be surprised if he's still there next year. They don't look that bad. They're competitive. And maybe that's why he's still there. But you look at the record over the last three or four years. It's horrible. They've, they've been kind of the consistent cellar dweller, mm-hmm. along with Vanderbilt, I must say, I guess, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> in the Southeastern Conference. But uh, they've had some – they've got some good players. Um, they'll surprise you every once in a while. Like you mentioned, they beat Alabama. Of course, I don't know if that says something about Georgia. Or about or that, Alabama. Or about Alabama. Right, right. Um, 
the Georgia Vanderbilt games, a five o'clock start on the SEC network on Saturday. And it's one of two conference games on Saturday as everyone else will be participating in the SEC big 12 challenge. Um, Tennessee goes to Austin back to Rick Barnes's old stomping grounds for a seven o'clock matchup with Texas. That one will be televised on ESPN. Um, so yeah, some good matchups in this big 12 SEC, Kansas, uh, hosting Kentucky, I believe. Um, there's some really good matchups. In yeah. This here, here's the full slate. LSU goes to TCU. Yep. Um, Missouri is at Iowa state. Oklahoma comes to Auburn. Um, West Virginia is at Arkansas. Kansas state is at Ole Miss. Oklahoma state is at Florida. Baylor's at Alabama and Mississippi state goes to Texas tech. In addition to the aforementioned UKKU yep. and UTUT matchups, you know, talking about Alabama and Chris kind of forecasted this uh, a little while ago, you know, they beaten Gonzaga when they're number one. Um, and I think they've beaten another top 10 team and then mm-hmm. they've lost a ton of other games. So who knows? That's no, you know, Baylor better watch out. Um, but the Auburn Oklahoma game is intriguing to me too. Uh, the second game uh, with Bruce Pearl and Auburn at number one, they, and that's not, the, by. that's, that's <laughs> not the only news here of late with Bruce Pearl either. We may get into some of that later in the show. All right. Uh, on the other side of this break, uh, Michelle Vopel, ESPN.com, will join us. She covers uh, women's basketball. Uh, looking forward to speaking with her. So stay with us here. Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be back to leak up the studio right after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. 
Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Yeah, it's hot, hot, hot. All right. Uh, multitasking over here. Welcome back. JP in for Chris, along with uh, the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton. So hot, 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 hot. Ah, happy Thursday, everybody. Might as well have a good time, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you can't laugh at yourself, what's the point? Amen. Amen, my friend. Hey, um, welcome back to Main Street Sports today. That's JP pushing the buttons. Some of them right. Some of them not. Some so of them much. not. Yeah. Uh, and um, I'm Maurice Patton. And joining us in this segment is ESPN.com women's basketball writer Michelle Vopel. Um, wanted to pick Michelle's brains about one of the favorite women's basketball teams in this area, anyway the Tennessee Lady Volunteers, who are ranked number four in the country off to their best start since the 2007-2008 season. And, um, Michelle, I don't want to ask you if you're surprised that Tennessee is ranked number four in the country, but I do want to ask you if you're surprised that Kelly Harper has been able to get things going so solidly in this direction as quickly as she has. I don't think so in part because, you know, we, we still think of her, you know, you and I, it doesn't seem like that long since she's been a player. It doesn't seem like that long at all, Michelle. You're, you're absolutely right. (laughs) So, um, but she's been a head coach a long time, you know, starting with Western Carolina. So, um, you know, Western Carolina and her time at NC state, her success at Missouri state, um, you know, she, I think she came into Tennessee at a really good point in her career. Um, you just feel like she, she got a lot of experiences at different places. She understood she'd already been through trying to quote unquote, not necessarily replace, but come in after one legend with, with Kay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that was difficult. Um, but I think coming with Pat, obviously she didn't have to come in, you know, Holly was in that role of, of, of you know, filling in right after Pat. So, I think that was really good for her. You know, honestly, one thing just stood out so much to me last year when there were so many tough questions being asked um, with coaches, and rightfully so, about how they were supporting players with Black Lives Matter. And I remember with with Tennessee, the way that Kelly talked about that, how open and sincere she was in support of her players, I thought, you know, she really does understand today's kids which is so important to be successful so I think um while I'm not sure any of us thought for sure they'd only have one loss at this point I really felt like last year I remember thinking to myself you know she's really growing into this job and I think is going to be very good at it I think this is a, a good fit for her and it's a good time in her her life and her career for her to to come into Tennessee when she did playing tonight against Auburn seven o'clock central time start for that one on SEC Network plus 
Monday night they've got Arkansas um, over in Fayetteville. This looks like a stretch of the schedule, Michelle, where they can really, I guess, stay on a roll. Uh, and their only loss was to Stanford back um, three weeks to a month ago. But it, it looks like they can continue rolling here before um, before they face um, UConn on the sixth. Yes, and, and, you know, I think it's going to be interesting because going into that game, I think they're going to be favored. So that's, it's been a while since there was <laughs> the tendency. Obviously, you know, it was, a, it was a long period where they didn't play, but it's been a while since going into that game that they would be favored. And, and I agree with you. They, in a lot of ways, they represent right now to me sort of the best of the old-style Tennessee teams. They're a really good rebounding team. Um, I, I wish they'd cut down on turnovers, but I could say that for a lot of SEC teams, actually. I just I think sometimes that, that's just, you know, the pace they play at and everything. But right. Um, I like a lot about this team. I, I felt terrible with uh, Kian Green getting hurt um, just because I think she was such a good off-the-bench player and, and, and backup for, um, you know, for Tamari Key. But, but this, is a, this is a really solid team with a lot of you know, top-notch talent on it. And, and it's also nice to see, I think, Jordan Horston is really rounding into form to, to be the type of player that Tennessee was hoping she would be when they recruited her. At the same time, they played around some injuries and some absences. You mentioned um, Karen Green. Um, Ray Burrell was kind of in and out early on, but but they've, they've kind of um, battened down the hatches and continued to move forward. And like you said, Jordan Horston has been a big lift for him, and Burrell has kind of um, gotten in where she fits in to some degree. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's a great point because when, you know, when Ray got hurt really early on, everybody thought, okay, hey, you know, she's, you know, the thought was she is, you know, the best player on the team. What are they going to do? And they really just played, have played so well, even when they didn't have her, that bringing her back was just such, it was like a bonus. Um, you know, getting the transfer Alexis die, uh, I think was a, a really nice transfer because she's a really experienced player. Uh, Sarah Puckett played really well for them. Uh, Jordan Walker's played really well for them. So um, that's why I feel like just the, the talent on this team is really legitimate. Uh, it, we don't want to look too far ahead, but boy, that, you know, South Carolina Tennessee <laughs> game now has, that's become the game. You know, people are, I think, are looking forward to that even more than Tennessee UConn, you know. Um, but we always do look forward to Tennessee UConn, especially old folks like us, right? <laughs> exactly. Who, who remember uh, the, the old days of it. And, uh, and, and I think it's, it's going to be an interesting game, especially because it means a lot to, to UConn since they lost South Carolina, that that game was called off. Tennessee's the last chance they have against, you know, a, a, a power conference foe. Um, so I, I think there's going to be a lot riding on that game. It's going to be a, a lot of fun to watch. Speaking with Michelle Vopel of ESPN.com, their, their women's basketball writer. I'm, I'm sure you're not their only one, but writes women's college basketball for ESPN.com. And, Michelle, you mentioned the Lexus died, the transfer from Troy. I don't know that I've seen a UT roster with as many transfers as this year's team does. You've got die from Troy. You've got Jordan Walker from Western Michigan. You mentioned Kayan Green transferred in from Liberty. Um the transfer portal, I guess, is, is having its impact everywhere, right? It, it's completely changed, you know, the sport. It, you know, this is something 20 years ago, 
you really couldn't imagine either either Tennessee or UConn really having very many transfers, you know, and or or any other really top program. Uh, it just didn't happen that much, but it has changed everything. And I think now schools really have to think about the like men's and women's side have to always be thinking about their roster in a little bit of a state of flux, um, you know, and sort of thinking and anticipating the worst, if you will, and. You know they've got their eyes on that transfer portal, and, and you look at literally the, the number one um, scorer in the SEC, Rakia Jackson, is in the transfer portal now, uh, you know, in the, in the middle of the season. So uh, that's just become a – I mean, it's, it's almost as big a part, if you will, of, of the game now as recruiting. Michelle, this is JP. Um, I had the opportunity to be around Dawn Staley a little bit when I first started in my career over in Charlotte when she was with the, the Sting. Uh, but – Obviously, what a career she's had, Coach. What what makes her so special? Why why has she been able to, to do this in South Carolina? I think there's an authenticity about Dawn, and and it goes all the way back to you know when I first experienced that I was working in Virginia when she was playing there in the early '90s, and people just gravitate towards I think people who they feel are, are authentic, and she definitely has that with her recruits. She has it with her fans. I don't think there's been any um, – you guys may know better on the men's side, but I know there's been no women's basketball coach who's used Twitter more effectively than Dawn has. She answers individual fans. You know, a fan might say, hey, we're coming up. We're going to be in Arkansas, and you guys are going to be there, and I'm, I'm bringing my 9-year-old. Is there any chance we can get a picture? And Dawn will respond. You know, she, she spends a lot of time on Twitter responding to fans, and so that whole community feels like they know her. And, and that's just been a time commitment. So I think that's a big part of it, which, which has created this great fan base, which brings in recruits. And her being, you know, a Hall of Fame-level player, as we know, that doesn't always translate for coaches. But I think for her, it has. And it's just been that mix. Um, of all those things that Don's been able to do to build a community support and make that a place where people want to go play. And, and then she's capitalized that on that with recruiting. At Dawn Staley on Twitter. There you go. I'm one of her many followers, by the way. And um, as Michelle mentioned, that UT South Carolina game mm. is coming up on February 20th, about three weeks from now, between now and then. Still a lot of ball to be played, but like you said, there's there's going to be a lot on the line when that one takes place, Michelle, and it's over in Columbia. And, again, there's a lot of basketball to be played, but do you feel like UT is ready for that one? You know, everything they've shown so far, I, I think so. Um, you know, obviously South Carolina is still, still going to be the favorite. I think they're the favorite against anybody. You know, they're going to be playing um, – from here on out, you know, with uh, with Aaliyah Boston, I think is the, the overall favorite for National Player of the Year. That just the guard strength that they have, the, the depth that they have, even with you know one of their top incoming freshmen, Raven Johnson, getting hurt. So I think um, it, it's it's going to be a tough test. We're going to have a NCAA reveal um, tonight, but if Charlie Kearns bracketology is right, we're going to have you know those those two teams, Tennessee and South Carolina, are both number one seeds. I don't know that that will change based on who wins or loses, um, you, know, you know, the game in Columbia. But like you said, there's still some time left. And we all know SEC basketball sometimes stuff surprises you. You know, you, 
you, you just you think you know what's going to happen, but it is such a tough week, and that's not a cliche. It, it is so tough that um, you know I don't think anybody thought South Carolina was going to go into Missouri and lose, but but they did. So there's still basketball to be played, but we could have that battle, you know, if you will, a battle of, of two number one seeds. Um, even before the SEC tournament comes. Got to ask you, Michelle, um, what, what are your early uh, early thoughts regarding Shea Ralph at Vanderbilt? You know, she, she stepped into something, into a, a you know, position and a program that is in such a low point. Um, and, Mo, you and I know because we've seen them at their high point, it's, I think you're getting ready to honor Jim Foster. There's something mm-hmm. kind of bittersweet about that, about where the program was for a long time and where it is, you know, now. Um, but, I, you know, I believe she's, you know, she's experienced nothing but success um, as, as a player, you know, as an assistant coach at UConn. So I, I really want to give her some time. And when you come into this, this league, into the SEC, there's, there's just no mercy, you know, none, none at all. And so, um, obviously, she's got to recruit. She's got to keep their spirits up. It's tough when, the, you know, they play. They just got done playing South Carolina and only scored 30 points, which is, is brutal to watch. Yeah. But that's not what her pedigree and her history is. And, and she is just stepping into that job. So, um, I, you know, I want to believe she, she has the – the skill and the and the hard work and the ability to, to turn things around, but it's uh, it's tough. It's tough to see just because uh, you know we know what Vanderbilt can be and has been. Michelle, you'd mentioned uh, obviously you know Shea coming from UConn. Where is that program now? Not you know for so long, Gino had this program a top team two three at worst. Are we at towards the end of this? Uh, dynasty, or, or uh, where do you see this at this point? You know, I, I still think they're in pretty good shape. Um, one would assume Gino can't coach forever, and they're going to go through the same thing that every dynastic college program and pretty much any sport has gone through. Um, obviously we thought it with, with Tennessee, with losing Pat, UCLA. You know, it's never been the same, really, um, since losing John Wooden. Um, so I think it's eventually they're going to go through that. Uh, he seems still just as energized and motivated, even though he has, you know, some of his pity parties occasionally. <laughs> um, but, uh, um, you know, the, here they have, you know, the, they have Paige Becker's sideline and um, Izzy Fudd just came back last night. She hadn't played since November 14th. So what could be scary about UConn is if they end up, uh, you know, let's, I think Charlie right now has them projected as a four seed, but let's just say that's where they end up. They're going to be a pretty scary four seed, uh, even if Paige doesn't come back, but especially if she comes back. So, you know, right now I'd say they're still, you know, they're right there. A lot of people are probably reveling in them, you know, when they fell out of the top 10, you know, that's okay. Like, people get sick of them. I totally understand that. Um, uh, I get, I get sick of them. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. So, um, so, but at the same time, they've, they've just got a lot of talent and, and if they get healthy, um, 
that they, they could be a real danger uh, in, in the NCAA tournament, as, as always. Yeah, I wouldn't want to face them for sure, Mo. No doubt. Michelle Vopel, at Michelle, that's M-E-C-H-E-L-L-E-V on Twitter, at Michelle V, covering women's college basketball as well as the WNBA for ESPN.com. Michelle, thanks for spending some time with us here on Main Street Sports today. Hey, thanks for having me, and thanks for uh, spotlighting women's basketball. I appreciate what you guys do. All righty. All right. Uh, enlightening. Yeah, i tell you what. Uh, doesn't get any better than, than that if you like women's basketball. And, and again, uh, I know Chris was, was listening in, and, and I'm sure he, he missed uh, that opportunity. But we'll, we'll get her back because, uh, as you were telling me leading into this, she knows her stuff. She's been around it for a while. And we, we covered quite a bit of women's basketball there in, in, in that short period uh-huh. of time. And she had, uh, she had an answer for, for all of it. All right. Uh, most grab back. We'll see if this could, this may become a regular thing. We'll get a, maybe we get a sponsor for this one, a grab back, <laughs> get a little variety pack. Most variety pack is grab back coming up next main street sports today uh, with the hall of famer. Mo, I'm JP. And for Chris today, we'll be back right after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go tour their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net.
All right, we've made the final segment here on Main Street Sports today. JP filling in for Chris. He is feeling better. And the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton. Uh, both of us back in the Lee Company studio. Uh, we have one Lee Company studio today as opposed to three, <laughs> which we've had the last couple of weeks. So I uh, hope everyone's having a great Thursday. Uh, good stuff there. Uh, Michelle Vopel, ESPN.com. If you like women's basketball, uh, first of all, go find her on Twitter and follow her on ESPN.com. But uh, we'll get the podcast uh, up with her interview. Uh, some interesting stuff. Uh, Lady Vols, 18 and 1, I believe, if, if I'm mistaken. Third in country or third in power rankings. Fourth, uh, fourth in th- the AP. Uh, fourth in the AP. Third in the ESPN. That's what I was looking at earlier mm-hmm. today, the power rankings. Um, that's exciting up on Rocky Top because nobody – Nobody loves women's basketball more than the Orange. And the thing, you know, it's exciting. And the light blue. It's exciting, but it, it <laughs> feels like that's where UT is supposed to yeah. be. Yeah. Uh huh. You know, yeah. the last few years have been the aberration. This is the norm, and so that's um, that's what's exciting about that. I think so. Yeah. No question. Um, Mo had a lot to get off his chest. So, um, in our grab bag segment today, he's got. All six or seven things mm-hmm. to get yeah. to. So, yeah. so, so Mo, so l- just let it rip. Just like pull a Band-Aid off and just get it. A- <laughs> uh, you know, just some things that caught my eye over the yep. last few days that we, for whatever reason, didn't get in but needed to. Um, today, Ben Roethlisberger announced what most everybody felt like yeah, they knew. No he, he has retired um, from his NFL career, 18 years with the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, most all of those as their starter. And um, did you see his announcement? I, I have not looked at it. Go I, check it out if you can. It, it yeah. was really well done. Uh, it, him, you know, he's got his family there, a little video. Mm-hmm. And it was it was well done. The journey has been exhilarating, fueled by a spirit of comp- of competition. Yet the time has come to clean out my locker, hang up my cleats and continue to be all I can be to my wife and children. I retire from football, a truly grateful man. 18 years, two Super Bowl victories, rookie of the year, fifth most passing yards. In NFL history, 64,000 and some change, specifically 64,088. And I know that there is a um, girls basketball coach at Summit High School who is kind of feeling it today. John Weil is a huge, huge Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, well, he had to see this coming. I mean, he, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I I mean, think, again, the, the, la- the last <laughs> few weeks of the regular season, the way things went down, I, I don't think it was a surprise. And, um, CBS Sports has a list of seven potential replacements or successors to Ben Roth. Already, okay. Um, I'm not going to get into why it may or may not happen, but they've got it all broken down on there. Number one, Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Number two, Kenny Pickett. Now, I will get into this one okay. uh, because they say why this may happen. Steelers founder Art Rooney said that his biggest professional regret was not selecting former Pitt standout Dan Marino in the first round of mm-hmm. the 1983 draft. With that in mind, Rooney's grandson, Steelers president Art Rooney II, may be inclined to have his team select the Panthers' current quarterback in the 2022 draft. Um, Pickett, is there. Pickett knocked off Marino for the top of the – Pitt career passing uh, touchdown passing list. Um, so he's number two. Number three, Russell Wilson. Wow. Number four, Ole Miss is Matt Corral. 
Okay. And number five, Liberty's Malik Willis. Number six, Steelers backup Mason Rudolph. Did not realize he was still there. Uh, number seven, Nevada's Carson Strong. Okay. So, All or right. somebody else. <laughs> Pickett seems like a good fit if he's there. Right. Because the Steelers get in the playoffs. You know, they, they're going to be middle to the back. Yeah, they're going to be 24 and up, they're I would think. I would 20, think you'd have to move up somewhere. to get Pickett, wouldn't you? You would think. Because I'm, I'm sure some other quarterback poor teams have, and, have got them pretty high on got him pretty high on their draft board as well. And I think he probably would be worth it, especially for Pittsburgh, for the Steelers. Yeah. I mean, again, given the the dynamic yeah. there, you know, playing at Pitt and everything. I, I I know you got a ton of other stuff, but mm -hmm. real quick about Ben, and it kind of fits into another one, you know, the the anniversary of Kobe's passing, Kobe Bryant, but both of those guys a similar path in their long careers. They had some hiccups early in their personal lives. Mm -hmm. um, and they overcame those obviously hall of fame careers on the field and on the court, but off the field and off the court, a pretty impressive turnaround from what they experienced as, as young athletes. Um, because when you think of Ben Roethlisberger and Kobe Bryant right now, you've, a you don't you don't immediately no. think of those yes. issues. I think they have done as good as anybody, uh, good star athletes of getting through you know through those murky waters and coming out on the other side and and living, you know that what they had hoped they they could do. I think so. I thought that was interesting. Two years ago, yesterday, we lost Kobe Bryant, mm -hmm. and. You know, we were remiss in not mentioning this on yep. yesterday's show, clearly. But, um, you know, I, I have to say I wasn't I wasn't the biggest Kobe Bryant fan during his playing mm -hmm. career. But to your point, um, some of the things that he was doing off the floor in his retirement made you have to at least respect him. And certainly what he did on the floor, you had to respect mm -hmm. that. I, I just wasn't necessarily a fan. What an Oscar. But, I mean, yeah, he was talented, whatever and, he did. And was really doing some, making some major moves in terms of women's basketball, girls and women's basketball. Yep. And so, um, you know, like I said, we, we certainly wanted to recognize and, and pay our respects to the, the two-year-ago passing thereof. Louisville yesterday making a move. Mm. <laughs> Eleven and nine doesn't get it at U of L. How long has Mac been there? I think this was his third year. You think that's one of those places that has a overinflated self worth? I don't know, man. I, I Louisville basketball. I mean, when they've it's got tradition, now. they've got a lot of tradition. It's been a while since they've played up to it, which mm -hmm. goes to your question, but. I think when they've got the right guy, yeah. they can do some damage. I, I just think they've kind of, like like every program, and like Michelle Vopel was saying in the last segment, you know, everybody kind of stumbles around in the wilderness for a little bit. But if, if Louisville's able to get it right, yeah, I don't think it would take them long to get back up. Now, they're, they're now in the ACC, which is, it's not new, but... 
when you're dealing with some of the other programs that you're dealing with over there, it won't be as easy for Louisville to get back up as it was when they were in the Big East or wherever else it was that they were. So uh, that will view that will bear viewing as that goes. Um, they've named a interim coach, Mike Pegues, who was on the staff there. So keep an eye on that. Um, Bruce Pearl's name has been connected to that. Hmm. I'm intrigued. He can't stay somewhere too long. Well, I'm intrigued by that for a number of reasons. I don't want to get too deep into it at this point, but um, we, we will definitely be talking more about this uh, as we go. Um, here locally, on Monday night, former Independence basketball standout Grayson Murphy became the all-time Ohio Valley Conference leader in assists playing for Belmont. He's got 702 for his career. Mm, that didn't take long. Good for Grace. He's been playing almost since day one yep. there. So, so um, congratulations to him. Speaking of independence, last Friday night at their game against Franklin, they recognized uh, wrestler McCoy Newberg, two-time state champion, and softball standout Jessica Twaddle as the newest inductees into their athletic hall of fame. So congratulations to both of them as well. Who you got on uh, the first takedown tomorrow? Tomorrow we've got TSSAA assistant executive director and Springfield High School wrestling dad, right. Mark Reeves. Yeah, so um, we should have that down by this time tomorrow. Look that's for right. that. Um, that's going to do it here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. That's J.P. Plant, Chris Yao, Hustleback. What is, what is it John Wooden says? Don't hurry, but but be quick. Yeah. Be, yeah. Right? So, something like that. Yeah. Get <laughs> on back, man. And um, we got most everything in the grab bag, but not all well of done. it. That's well okay. done. That's okay. Hey, appreciate you guys watching. Check us back out tomorrow. Um, we'll be right here. There you go. That's Main Street Sports today. Talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.